the Men's T20 World Cup. That gets underway on June the 1st and co-hosted by the West Indies and the USA. And with it being the first major men's ICC tournament hosted by the US, there are certain logistical challenges for some of the venues. One of those is preparing the pitches at Eisenhower Park, the pop-up venue in Nassau County, New York, that will host eight of the matches, including India against Pakistan on the 9th of June. And the man in charge of preparing the drop-in pitches is Adelaide Oval head curator Damien Hoff, who can join us on Summer Grandstand this weekend. And Damien, welcome. I mean, how did you end up with this all-important job of preparing the pitches for the New York venue? Uh, yeah, it's um, it happened pretty quickly, to be honest. So we um, had a turf conference here in Adelaide and uh, I can remember the exact moment. I was um, walking across the bridge and had a phone call uh, wanting to know if I wanted to be involved with um, with building and preparing the drop-in pitches for the World Cup in, uh, in America. So in particular with the New York um, venture that's there. So, yeah, we... Um, Jumped at the opportunity and obviously it's coming through Adelaide Oval or, or our Adelaide Oval Turf Solutions business that we've, um, that we've set up. So, yeah, looking forward to it. In terms of everything that you do and obviously with the Adelaide Oval itself, what is the feeling like right now with literally just under four months away now before the start of the World Cup? Where it's all going to plan. So uh, it's, it's a really tight timeline as you could imagine the pitches there's there's 10 all up six of them were built here in Adelaide we've built them locally put them in a shipping container um, a modular type design freighted them uh, five weeks over over to America to Savannah to the port there and then um, they're built um, spent a month in December over there building them. So fold them together, uh, six of ours, they built four over there and then put the soil in uh, and compacted it. So there's a there's a process that we need to do to try and consolidate the, the clay, I suppose, uh, in layers to, I suppose, try and speed up that, that co- the compaction process and then put the turf on in, in early January before returning home for... Um, for the lead up to the test match. So the shipping process, can you tell us just what that was like uh, in terms of just the, the preparation? Were you there with them to to be protecting them, I suppose, on the way across? No, we, the, it, it was all fine. So because there's no soil in them, it's really, I suppose, a modular tray design. So a steel, a steel frame that the drop-in is made out of so and then it's really filled so f- from our side it's a steel frame that gets galv dipped so it's um, protected from the soil and the moisture um, it is designed to fit in a shipping container so we, we put them in a stillage lock it up strap it up lock it up into a shipping container freight it across to to melbourne um, put it on a cargo ship and once it sort of leaves Adelaide um, and we, we work with an engineer to who assisted us to design the trays. We had our, I suppose, our knowledge over 10 to 12 years of, of what we thought a tray should look like um, and how we want to build it. We've built four of them um, in the last 12 months for our for ourselves um, with, the, with the venture with dropping pictures now down at Karen Rolton Oval. We were able to build a few more um, and that was the start of it. And it really set sail 
we kept an eye on the progress um, as it was getting shipped over and, and when it arrived, we jumped on a plane and, and headed over there. So it's been a, a really it's quite unique and, and exciting pro definite program that we've put together and, and we're working with the locals over there in, in America. So we, we're working with a company called Lantec, which are, which are really world class. They do a lot of stadia um, turf work and synthetic natural and, and artificial turf but have no real idea around cricket. So we, we got involved there and, and sort of helped them through that process and um, work with them to, to put the soil there So uh, and, and build these trays. So, yeah, so far they're, they're sitting an hour north of Miami, um, growing in, in a place called Boynton Beach in their yard there. They're compact as much as we can get them compact. Grass is growing and it's about developing roots through that that tray to ensure that the transport north to New York uh, is as seamless as we can get it and and to try and get these pitches to play um, nice and consistent and, and have some some good pace and bounce um, with them or as, as much pace and bounce as we can get out of them with a, with a short time frame. Because in New York, this is a pop-up stadium. Yeah. How how far ahead of, of June the 1st? And, and will you be heading over, I would assume, in terms of being in the ground to, to get ready for the for the first match to be played there? Yeah, definitely, Karen. Yeah, we we uh, actually head over there um, mid-March. So once we, we start our football, uh, our AFL season here, I'll, I'll head over there. Um, and, and that first process is... It's probably phase three, um, and that process is further consolidation of, the, of each pitch. Um, and then the final renovation where we are able to thin it out, scarify it, um, get it cut down and really fine-tune those levels um, and, then, and then promote a nice, healthy, soft leaf, which is what we're after for a, um, for a white ball um, tournament, T20 cricket. So we do that. Uh, six weeks out from transporting and then in, in the first week of May, everything being equal, uh, I head, head back over there with my assistant curator um, and we work with Landtech and the guys there to, to cut the trays and expose the lifting points like we do here um, at Adelaide Oval and then put them on the back of uh, these large flatbed semis um, wrap them to, to protect it from wind and, and the environment of two days of being on, a, on the back of a truck and then ship them up over two days up, up to the New York venue. I just wonder within, in terms of all you do and, and the time that you have developed the drop-in pitches at the Adelaide Oval especially, what is the feeling right now to be so protective, I can imagine, in the development and everything ahead? What are the feelings within right now for you? Uh, trying not to think about it, to be honest. Uh, no, it's it's um, yeah, it's a bit of a whirlwind right now. So it's it's there's a you know obviously a sense of pride to, for us for Adelaide Oval uh, Turf Solutions to be asked to to assist in the in this project um, and for the ICC to to reach out. Um, obviously. You know, you're always up for the challenge. Um, there's a lot of unknowns that, that, that we're doing right now that we haven't done before. Um, or like but, what? 
Uh, definitely the, the timeline in regards to building them to playing on them is, is, is a tight one, but we've, we've navigated our way through that. Two days to drive them from the bottom of uh, America to the, to the top on the East Coast is, is quite something that I've never done. And then just preparing pitches in a different part of the world um, with different soils. So hence why we, I go over there in, in March to, to do some initial rolling and understand how they're behaving and how they're compacting. And, and we were able to do a lot of testing and analysing nowadays compared to probably when I, I first took over that we were able to collect data. So it's around data collection to help you form ideas and judgment on, on how they're how they're coming together. So yeah, there's there's definitely some some challenges there that you need to navigate through, but but nothing that gives us any real concern. So yeah, and then and then there's of course the the excitement and the and the I don't know, there's you're just really looking forward to it. So to feel that we can play a role in such a historic event is you know, it's, it's not something you look at now, but I'm sure in years to come, when I retire, it'll be something you'll look back on fondly. Um, and the calibre of games, in particular Pakistan and India, in a 34,000-seat pop-up stadium, it's quite mind-blowing. So when I saw it in, in, in late October, it was a grass, not a paddock, but a, a grass parklands, um, beautiful-looking setup, and you looked around and... And it was hard to believe that come June, it's going to be a, a world-class, amazing um, stadium. Well, when, do all, when does all the seating and everything like that, when, when will it actually be ready, uh, given that the, the start is on the 1st of June? Uh, I don't know, to be honest. So um, I, I, know they've, I know they're in there working as we speak. Um, obviously, the... The cold climate in New York is—they've uh, had to wait for that to pass. Um, Landtech are doing all of the outfield preparations, irrigation drainage, and, and prepping the outfield for the for the tournament. We we we're talking, so we're working through timing with when the pitches go in and how that looks, and, and how we need to execute that. Um, they're also managing the growing while I'm over here, so there's a lot of work in that space. The stadium. Uh, side of things and the and the, the seating and the um, corporate areas they come together really quickly and the experts involved over there are, are really comfortable they do this all the time um, at other areas uh, the Grand Prix over there and different events and they're they're you know they're the best in the world so yeah I, I must admit I, I'm looking forward to getting back over there and having a look at how the progress is going um, but yeah a lot from my side I sort of selfishly am just looking at these uh, these ten pitches. So we've we've got four going into the main stadium, um, eight games in ten days, and then there's uh, six going out into the warm up practice area, which is about five to ten minutes down the road. With so many games and with so many teams training through that that venue, so um, yeah, that's that's exciting. So we'll, we'll prepare all of the pitches even. We've got the six that we built and the four that, were, that we helped build over there um, with Landtech. And we'll get over there with my assistant and, um, and do our best to get, them, uh, to get them right. And can we expect to see some Adelaide Oval characteristics in the pitches <laughs> <laughs> for the T20 World Cup? I hope so. I, I hope so. Um, 
yeah, look, it's the soil is very similar to ours in regards to the clay content. Um, when you feel it and see it, it looks exactly the same. Grass variety is a is a cooch, or they call it the It's a grass called Tahoma 31, which is a finer leaf uh, grass variety. It's it's coming into Australia definitely through New South Wales, um, but it's not it's not widely used in in Adelaide and South Australia. But so we're keen to to use that grass variety. Um, it gets it's highly talked about in America. So. And our, and our processes won't change. You know, we, we've got to listen to the data um, and we've got to keep an open mind on how we prepare them and get them right. But your preparation um, for white ball cricket will be, will be pretty similar. So you try to get it hard uh, and compact, getting our moisture right and you're wanting you're wanting the ball to come onto the bat so the players can play their shots and be comfortable with the pace and the bounce. So as long as we can get it consistent, we we do we know that that we uh, our goal is to have consistent bounce uh, and get the pace right. If it's a little bit on the on the you know medium side and it's not super fast, well that's fine because the players will adjust to that. But it's a consistent bounce that you're after and a nice even grass cover and um yeah i never yeah those that know me i never predict anything <laughs> we attempt to do the best we can and um and work with uh, with what we've got and um we'll sit back with everyone else and and enjoy the, the tournament Oh, Damien Hoff, thank you so much for joining us this weekend. It's really, really fascinating. So um, we'll be following it with a lot of interest in the lead-up to it all getting underway on the 1st of June. Just finally, I'm just thinking in the, the, the major test venues here in Australia, it's really just yep. the well, the SCG and the Gabba that don't have the drop-in pitches. What do you see yep. in the time that you've been involved and perhaps jumping forward another 10 years? Do you see even the tradition of the SCG and, and well, whatever is happening next with the Gabba that it will be dropping pitches? Um, look, I'll put it this way. I, I think I think when you're looking at multi sports at a venue, so you become a multi purpose venue, I think the importance to have consistency across your surface uh, for other codes is becoming more and more important. And, the, and um, especially around concussion and injuries and things like that. So, the, the you know, this, it's going to get harder and harder for these for the venues that have got multiple codes codes in there to not move the drop-ins. Um, I think evidence shows that um, the technology keeps improving around dropping pitches, and um, I probably think. At some stage, and I know there'll be people that this will upset, but I, I probably think it's inevitable at some stage that um, if you want to have your elite codes playing at the one venue, the drop-ins will be the way of the future, and then it's up to each venue to make sure they um, they find a solution for it to succeed. So much to talk about. Damien Hoff, all the very, very best, and thank you so much for joining us on Grandstand this afternoon. Thanks, Karen. Appreciate it.